illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here we'll tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heinrich Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heinrich Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always, from the Heinrich Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how the heck are you doing today? Doing good. Why are you always ensconced and I'm just up here? You're firmly ensconced. I'm firmly ensconced, yes. Okay, but what am I? I'm just like hanging out, chilling? I guess so. Okay, I'm just a little disappointed. I mean, one of us always seems to be ensconced and the other one isn't. <laughs> so anyway, I guess yeah. that's just the way it's going to be. Are, are you ever ensconced anywhere? I don't know if I've ever been ensconced. I don't think I you mean, are. There's this, there's this one time in band camp, but no, I don't. I don't recall. Hmm. Well, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our inside experiences and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others, and just generally talk I, beaver sports, I, I, football, I'd like and tailgating, and have some fun along the way. I'd like to be ensconced more in life. Okay, we'll figure it's... out where you want to be ensconced. Okay, I'll come up. That'll be our topic of our next our next uh, next deal. Sure. The next podcast. I would remind Beans everyone. Beans being uh, Beans Beans being a butthole. Maybe you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher <laughs> Radio app. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. If you do, please leave a rating and review. If you want to get in touch with us, Heinrich Tailgater at Gmail I am at Heinrich Tailgater on Twitter, and also you can Heinrich Tailgater on Facebook. All right, Beach, are you ready to talk some Beaver Sports news? Um, yes. What what's uh, what's in the news, Billy? Please tell me we're going to talk about girls volleyball. It's your favorite sport. It is my favorite sport. What do we got? What they do? How they do? The Oregon State volleyball team, Beach, made its Pac-12 debut in dramatic fashion with a five-set victory over number 24 Oregon Thursday evening at Gill Coliseum. 
Mm. Yep. And with a crowd of 2,618 in attendance, the Beavs overcame a rough start to knock off the Ducks for the first time since 2014. Wow, that's been a dry, long, dry spell. That is true. Then Beavs, the Oregon State Volleyball team, defeated Colorado Friday evening at Gill to move to 2-0 and in Pac-12 conference play for the first time since 2004. The Beavs nice. again had to overcome a slow start to knock off the Buffaloes in four sets. But they got her done. Correct. Now, Oregon State is 8-5 and overall, of course, 2-0 and in the Pac-12, and they return to the court next week to host number 21 Cal on Friday and number one Stanford on Saturday. Both matches will be broadcast on the Pac-12 network. Wow. So, and like you said, we needed to do better in the uh, non-conference games in order to have a better standing in the Pac-12 when it was all said and done. And if, since if we you, didn't do that. You need to win a heck of a lot more Pac-12 games to make it to the tournament. Yeah. Yep. It'll be interesting. Now, are we ranked at all? No. Okay. We're, we're in the others receiving votes category. They're not even in the others receiving votes category at this point. Oh, that sucks. Hopefully we can do some surprises. That Stanford game sounds like it's going to be a hell of a game. Well, you got number 21 and number one coming in, so... See what you can do. All right, Beach, let's move on to women's soccer. Love women's soccer, Billy. Well, Beach, <sighs> the, the... Sorry, I had a moment there. That's the, why I had to get where something a bit more comfortable. Okay, what do we got? Uh, the previously undefeated Oregon State women's soccer team battled through rain and cold temperatures, but ultimately dropped its first match of the 2019 Pac-12 season to number 21 Washington State on Saturday night, 2-1. to one. Now, Wazoo outshot the Beavs 21-8 on the night. But sophomore goalkeeper Bridget Skiba came up with five saves to push her season total to 22. 21 efforts to, to goal? 21 shots on the goal, and they, they only scored how many? Two. Well, wow. but, but see, so they had 21 shots on goal. They scored two, but she mm-hmm. had five saves. Right? Okay. So that means seven of those... We're out. We're actually, well, I mean, seven of the 21 were actually good. So that means okay. 14 of them weren't. See, this is what I don't like about soccer because they call it a shot on goal. It could only be a save if they determine it would have been a goal had it not been blocked by the goalkeeper. Cool. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It would not been stopped by so the, the other So the other shots could have been high, could have been left, could have been right. Yeah. Or also could it have been blocked by somebody other than the goalkeeper or no? Uh, possibly, I guess. Okay. Well, all I know is I take that many uh, shots and I, I never score either. So that's I understand. Shots in the mouth. All right. Uh, Oregon State returns to action at 6 p.m. on October 3rd in Salt Lake City Beach, taking on the Utes before traveling to Boulder, Colorado, to take on Colorado on October 6th. Both of those games will be televised on the Pac-12 and Pac-12 Oregon and Mountain Stations. Okay. Up next is men's soccer. Oregon State sophomore Sofiane Diefal was named the Pac-12 Player of the Week of the conference announced last Tuesday. Now, Diefal was named to the National Team of the Week by College Soccer News on Monday. He scored two goals and tallied two assists in the Beavs' two Pac-12 wins last week. And, Mm. Beach, the Beavs today... We're recording this on Sunday. We're scheduled to play UC Davis at 7 p.m. But that game was canceled due to inclement weather. Up here or down there? Up here. Ooh, was it was it was it uh, sprinkling? Can the soccer players not play in sprinkles? I don't know. They usually play in rain. I mean, it's 
of course, I'm in Dallas, so it's a little farther away, and it's cold and wet outside, but it, I don't see any lightning or anything, but it's said inclement weather, so it is what it is. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, the the term soccer pussy isn't uh, isn't lost on them, so that's good. Mm-hmm. So, Beavs, the Beavs will hit the road this week when they head to the Bay Area for matches against Cal and Stanford. Both those games will air live on Pac-12 Networks. They, uh, they play on uh, natural turf, don't they? Yeah, they play on natural turf out there at, at uh, in Corvallis. Correct. That's correct, okay. yeah. Don't you remember? Because we've gotten hit by those sprinklers before. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. about. So, Well, you never know. Maybe maybe they water the AstroTurf, you know, keep it clean. There, so, there you go. <laughs> so, Beach, we got a little women's basketball news. Ooh, how are the ladies doing? How's how's Rook and the and the girls? Well, Beach, the Oregon State women's basketball team will be featured on television twenty times in the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season, including a pair of ESPN games. The Pac twelve announced last Thursday has released the conference schedule. Now, Beach, yeah, yeah, on ESPN or are they like playing on the Ocho? They'll be on ESPN. Uh, the okay. Beavs will have the national spotlight when ESPN covers it for Civil War matchup on January 26th, and again for ESPN's Big Monday at UCLA on February 17th. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So does that does that bring added revenue into the uh, into us, or does the Pac-12 no. share that revenue? That's all. That's all shared. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, still brings in revenue into the Pac-12, so I yep. guess that's good. Pac-12 all does revenue sharing. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay. Oh, cool. Beach. Billy. What the heck is that? I, you know, I'm I'm laying here. I, I pull that teletype everywhere. Just, so. You just have a little cart? No, I have to carry it around by hand. Oh. So, it's a pain. Hold on here. Hold on. Billy. Yes, Beach? This just in. University of Oregon increased its allowed enrollment of special needs students in September. This has opened up an opportunity for Devin Williams, a mentally challenged student at USC, to transfer to Eugene to be around other similarly mentally challenged students. Hold on. (laughs) I speak for many when I say thank you to the U of O for helping the handicap. This has been your update from Eugene. Wow, Beach. Wow. Who is this Devon? Billy? I don't even know who this guy is. Well, Beach, that kind of dovetails into something that I was going to do later. But we will just move into it right now. It is now okay. time for the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. Jackass of the Week Award. Every week, we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being the fan. And yes, Beej, as you uh, so eloquently referred to there in the uh, update from Eugene, we are talking about former USC Trojan wide receiver and soon-to-be or current duck transfer, Devon Williams. So, Beach, um, Devin Williams was the nation's number one athlete in the class of 2018. And uh, originally, supposedly he was leaning hard to Oregon, but also was kind of caught up in USC. And okay. then, the last minute, he chose USC. 
He played last year as a freshman, but I think only got like four catches for 80-some-odd yards during the season. Did he play much, or did he just he, not get he, the ball? Much? He played mostly on special teams. Okay. Um, and then he played this year, I think, in one or two games. He only had one catch for 11 yards, I think, and decided that he was going to enter the transfer portal. Now, this transfer portal thing you hear talk about a lot lately, Beej, and it's a new thing that allows kids it, – it's a way for it, – it's almost like an online list of kids that are going to transfer from one school to another. So once they enter the portal, then other schools can contact them. Okay. To talk to them. So essentially saying I'm I'm not happy at the school I am. If you're interested, I will entertain offers. I'm Is I'm, a, I'm a, yeah, because when you are when you are on another team, a, a a team can't contact another kid's athlete, another team's athlete. But this okay. basically formalizes the process of them saying, I want to leave. Tell me what, tell me who's interested and we can talk basically. And, okay, and, gotcha. and, and you can actually go online and see who's in the portal. Wow. And it's through the NCAA. It's like an NCAA. Portal. Yes, it, well, yeah. Um, some, okay. some online uh, companies have, you know, things you can view so you can see what's going on, but yeah, but that's basically how it works. Okay. So, Beej, um, then on Wednesday, so this, this happened a week ago, I believe, that he said he was going to transfer. On Wednesday, Beach, Oregon State sent out this press release that said, USC Trojans wide receiver transferred Devon Williams, the nation's number one athlete in the class of 2018, is set to enroll at Oregon State University and is on campus Wednesday to finalize that decision. The six foot four, two hundred ten pound pass catcher, originally out of Antelope Valley High School in Lancaster, California, was rated the nation's number one athlete by rivals and the nation's number six wide receiver by two four seven sports in the twenty eighteen recruiting class. Now, during his recruitment, Williams was widely be was widely rumored to be an Oregon Ducks lean joining the commitment group chat and having artwork made to announce his commitment late in the recruiting process. But he had a change of heart before National Signing Day in February 2018 and then announced his commitment to the Trojans on a nationally televised broadcast on ESPN. Now, Beach, when he entered the transfer portal earlier this month, he scheduled September 14th visits to both Oregon State and Oregon. And he was up for the Cal Poly game. But after his afternoon mm-hmm. stop in Corvallis, he elected to remain at Oregon State to a better acquaint himself with the program. Now, the Beavs had an open scholarship available, so addition to the football, football roster will not require any changes to the current roster. Mm-hmm. Which means they had a spot open so they could take him on immediately. Well, Beach. But he would have to... He would have to take a year off, though, correct? Yes, but, this and you but, transfer but he can school he, to school. You to take a year off. He can re- he can use this year as his redshirt, even though he played in a game. Mm-hmm. He can still redshirt that year. He, he only played in one okay, game. Okay, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Well, he was on campus on Wednesday, basically sat in a team meeting, was good to go, and two days later he was – Signed by the Ducks. And how does... I I just don't 
get that. How in the hell can you sit in a team meeting, well, act as if you're one of the team, and didn't he registered for classes as well, correct? He was registered, but he never attended a class. So until he attended a class, it wasn't binding. Wow. But what makes you wonder, though, is did he, he must have known that, hence why he never bothered to attend one of the classes he registered for. Well, it was only, I mean, school only started on Wednesday. So oh, okay. there was only okay. Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. There was only three days of classes. So, yeah. So then he went to the Ducks. And the Ducks didn't have a schedule, had a, have a scholarship available. But one miraculously opened up. They kicked somebody off the team? Somebody decided that they were going to leave. How does that just happen? It's kind of a miracle, isn't it? Happens I've, a lot. A lot of miracles down there in Eugene. Yeah. So anyways, I, you know, I, to me, I, I hope the kid gets what he wants. Um, but as a Beaver fan, I don't want you. He, where, he's, he's dirty. He's dirty now. Where's your head? And I mean, heart? well, my thing is, where's your head and heart at? You know, what are you doing? Well, you know. It's like you, you, it's like you tell your girlfriend, "I'm totally committed to the relationship, but you're not willing to change your Facebook status." And then all of a sudden, you find a hotter chick and you go there. Yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, it's just to me, it's just ugly. To me, for Oregon, it's dirty. Of course, that doesn't uh, surprise well, us. Other. I was going to say that that's not that's not a shock there. I mean, yeah, that's just part for the. You know, I, I'm just. Yeah, you, I just always wonder. I'm like, hmm, wonder if you got some new Nikes. Hmm, wonder, wonder what wonder what they promised you, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, they went full court press as soon as he canceled the, the, uh, the schedule with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause they, they know the window is small. He had a good time at Oregon state tells them I'm not going to go there. So what kind of full court press did, did Oregon do? And you know, their boosters were involved. Yeah. And, and but again, nothing. yeah, yep. just, just makes you wonder all the stuff that we don't see. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. So, anyways, to Devon Williams and the University of Oregon Athletic Department, you get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the week. There you go. Enjoy it. Has Oregon been? Uh, has Oregon been on our list before? They have, haven't they? Oh, probably. Okay. Most definitely. All right, Beach. Uh, it's now time to go under further review for week number five in the Pac-12. After further review, the runner did cross the line. The Touchdown. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, heading into last week. Now, Kyle did send me an email that he sent before he listened to that week's show. And okay. uh, so I've got his picks down. Okay. And uh, heading into last week, Kyle was at 24 out of 40. I was at 26 out of 40. And you were at 27 out of 40. I've been slowly gaining on you. You had a three-game lead over me. I've been mm-hmm. pecking away at it. Yeah. Okay, did you, did you, were, you a, were you a big pecker this week too? Yeah, we'll find out, won't you? All right. First up, Beach, Friday, September 27th. We had one game, Arizona State at Cal. Who'd you take? Uh, 
Well, we both went down a very bad road from what I read, and we both took Cal. Kyle also took but, Cal. Uh, Arizona State running back Eno Benjamin scored his third touchdown of the game on a three-yard run with 441 remaining, and Arizona State beat number 15 Cal 24-17 to on Friday night for its second road win of the season against a ranked team. Benjamin had 29 carries for 100 yards, also scoring on an 11-yard run in the first quarter and a four-yarder in the third quarter. Now, uh, Daniels for Arizona State added 174 yards passing and 84 more on the ground on an injured ankle as Arizona State picked up another road win against a ranked team after topping Michigan State 10-7 two weeks ago. The Golden Bears lost their perfect record in quarterback Jace Garbers to a right shoulder injury, spoiling their highest ranking in a decade. The loss also left the Pac-12 with no undefeated teams before the end of September. Crazy. Wow. So, yeah. So, none of us got the win there. KB. So, their highest ranking, their, their highest ranking in, a, in a decade, was that decade that game that we watched down there? Well, that, dec- that decade, well, that was 2007, and that was when they were ranked second. Okay, okay, yeah. Because yeah. I was going to say, well, they were ranked number one in the, the country for that that, uh, <laughs> that uh, play in, or a uh, quarter and a half there, weren't they? Technically, they weren't yet ranked number one, but they were the presumable mm-hmm. number one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, Beach. Um, up next, all the games are on September 28th on Saturday. First up... Mm-hmm. USC at Washington. And we, I can't speak for Kyle because I don't know what Kyle was thinking, but you and I both picked the dogs over uh, the men of Troy. And Kyle, I hate you, Kyle. Kyle took USC. Hmm. Washington's talented secondary forced USC quarterback Mike Matt Fink into three interceptions shut down the pass game for most of the afternoon, and caused headaches for the former third stringer thrust into his first collegiate start as Washington beat USC 28-14. Now, the Huskies received a career day from Salvan Ahmad, who rushed for 153 yards, including his 89-yard TD run in the third quarter, and gave Washington a 21-point lead. Now, Ahmed missed last week's game at BYU with a leg injury, but he was back in a big way against the Trojans, with the longest run play for Washington since a uh, 91-yard TD run by Napoleon Kaufman in 1994 against San Jose State. How long was this one? It was 89. Okay. Yeah. So I just remember Napoleon Kaufman. He was a heck of a collegiate running back. Got hurt in the NFL. You, played for the uh, Raiders. But When you call a guy Napoleon, I just always want to say, Tina, come get your food. <laughs> All right, uh, all right. So you and I got the win there. Kyle is zero and two this week right now. Next up, Beach, Washington State at Utah. Um, you and I disagreed. While well, I picked the Cougs not to Coog, you picked the Utes to Ute. Kyle also took the Cougs. Utah quarterback Tyler Huntley, who is rumored to be a game time decision, passed for two touchdowns and ran for two more. Powering number 19 Utah over Washington State 38 to 13 in the rain on Saturday night. Now Huntley completed 21 of 30 passes for 334 yards. He didn't attempt a pass in the fourth quarter as Utah went conservative to claim its first win against the Cougars since 2012. 
Wow. Now, the best part was Mike Leach after the game. Did you hear what he said about his team? What did he say? He always blames his team. He never takes credit. He said, quote, it's difficult to say how tough Utah is because they had token resistance on both sides of the ball from us. We're very soft. We're a very soft team. Fat, dumb, happy, and entitled. <laughs> Call a bunch of wusses. <laughs> That's my coach. <laughs> so, anyways. You know, he just, the man inspires. That's what I'm going to say. Mike Leach just inspires people to do better. Right? Yep, he's he does something. <laughs> he does something there. <laughs> All right, Beach. Up next, UCLA at Arizona. Ooh, UCLA, UCLA versus Arizona, and we both took Arizona. And so did Kyle. Mm. Which is good because he was 0-3 leading up to this game. Arizona played without its two best offensive players with quarterback Khalil Tate and running back J.J. Taylor out due to leg injuries. But quarterback Grant Gunnell threw for 352 yards and a touchdown in his first career start, and Arizona held on to beat UCLA 20-17 Saturday night after J.J. Molson missed a 39-yard field goal in the closing seconds. Now, UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson led the comeback against the Cougars the week before, but left late in the third quarter after Arizona defensive end Jalen Harris fell on his left leg from behind. It was kind of a gnarly looking. I mean, he just rolled up on him from behind. Mm. I don't see anything about the injury. Okay. Yeah, I don't see anything on the injury. So, but it didn't look good. I he I could see him being out this week. Just the way the guy fell on him from behind. Gotcha. So, but I don't see any update on the injury. So, all right, all of us got the win there. All right, Beach, and the last game of the week, Stanford at Oregon State. Well, I'm assuming Kyle picked the Beavs too. I, yeah, I, you know, well, go on and do your synopsis. What do we got? Well, Beach, the Beavs tied the game at 28 on Artavis Pierce's one-yard touchdown run with 155 left in the game. But Connor Weddington returned the kick 43 yards, and Davis Mills passed for a first down and ran for another on the final drive that ended with Jeff Jet Toner's field goal and a 31-28 Stanford victory. Now Mills, starting in place of injured quarterback K.J. Costello, threw for 244, 245 yards and three touchdowns for the Cardinal, who extended their winning streak over the Beavers to 10 games. Pierce made it interesting with a 43-yard touchdown run for Oregon State, with 12-23 left in the game, closing within 21-14. Stanford appeared to get a 46-yard field goal from Toner later, but the Beavs were penalized on the play, negating the kick and giving the Cardinal a first down. Roughing the passer foul on an Oregon State gave Stanford another first down, and then tight end Parkinson found a leaping Mills with an 8-yard scoring pass just a play later. That that those that pissed me off right there. Well, we shouldn't have we we shouldn't have the the roughing the passer. I didn't see it because I was too busy watching the play. I wasn't paying attention to the quarterback. Uh-huh. Um, but to me, that's a mental error. Yep. Um, the so, other one that we had, we we you said we jumped up, so we jumped over. 
you when when it's a field goal like that, you're allowed to jump up. You can't jump over. You're not allowed to dive over um a guy. You know how they set up the on a on a field goal or a PAT, there's the down mm-hmm. lineman. You're not allowed mm-hmm. to dive over the top of them. So you can't get a running start and jump across them. Okay. You can jump up and try to block the ball as it's going. So what mm-hmm. a lot of guys will try to do is get in there and then jump up straight up to try and mm-hmm. block it. Basically, because it gets dangerous if somebody tries to take a flying leap over the line. Over the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And dive to block. And so that's what that's what the, the penalty's for. And the guy did. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the, I mean, the guy did jump over over the uh, the I think it was is, over is the center an, too. Is this a newer rule? No, or it's a, a rule that's been around. It's a rule that's been around. A lot of people okay. don't realize um, hurdling used to be a, a penalty. You used to not be able to jump over a player. Oh, like, really? If you were a ball runner and and hurdled a guy running with a guy trying to tackle you, that used to be a mm-hmm. penalty. Yeah, they changed that a number of years ago. But yeah, wow, you used to not be able to hurdle a player because it's potentially dangerous. Yeah, but really, the only guy who's injuring himself is the guy who's making the hurdle. Yeah. So. But yeah, for a long if time. If you're willing to expose yourself to injury, for a long time, have that, at it. That used to be a penalty. But anyways, so yeah, so that was a bad play. The roughing the passer play. What got me about that pass back to Davis was two Beavers read that play perfectly, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure who number two was, but he saw it. I mean, I'm watching him. Read the play. I saw him in the end zone start to come back to recover. And I'm looking. Yeah. I started to look downfield thinking like, oh, my gosh, there's nobody in front of him. He he might be able to take this end zone to end zone. Mm-hmm. Because, there was, because so much of the play was on the far side of the field. And the next yeah. thing I look, he's on the ground and Davis caught the ball. I, I felt there was some offensive pass interference. Well, I've watched, trust me, I've watched the play several times. There's not. I think he one overran the play coming back and also fell down. Okay. And then there was another player, the other Beaver player there that that read the play perfectly, but didn't put mm-hmm. himself in position to make a play on the ball. It just sucked because mm-hmm. they'd read the play, they diagnosed it, and then couldn't make the play that needed to be made. And it stunk. So, and and you know, so overall, beads. What did you think of the game? Um, okay. So my synopsis was, uh, I think we were very equally matched teams. Yeah. I think either team deserved to win the game. I don't think, um, the Stanford in some respects, I don't think Stanford won it as much as the Beavs lost it. Yeah. Uh, the two poor judgment calls that gave them the touchdown, uh-huh. uh, was, was terrible. Um, so, I mean, that, that theoretically cost us the game because that would have only put them up by three mm-hmm. and not by the, or would have only added three to the, the scoreboard and not the seven. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing was, I, I truly, truly believe that there was a fumble on that, uh, on the, what was on, the, the one back? Kick, on that one kick return? Yeah, on the kick return. Um, you know, they, they took so long in making that decision. I can't help but think that even the uh, the guys back in San Francisco who were the reviewers on that saw, you know, were 
saw something, mm-hmm. but they couldn't verify it without a without right. a doubt. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think that's why they looked at it so long. I think they felt. Yeah, I mean that was that a it, that was a very long delay. I mean that's the longest delay I've ever had for a, for, for a review. A call not to be overturned. And, yeah, and um, and only the two the two players involved know the truth, and both of them are going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or one of them's going to lie, and one's going to do the truth. But yeah. They're both going to contradict each other. Well, but um, like I said, it, it just seemed to me like, from my point of view, that ball was loose. Yeah. Um, and that also was a changing point on that game. Yeah, I but think it's hard to blame the refs on that. I mean, it was in a cluster of people. Yeah, I, I but think it sure as hell appeared to me like the Beaver had the ball before the ball carrier, his body was on the ground. I agree. Um, and it, so, looked, it looked to me, like I said, I think if that was called a fumble and a recovery for Oregon State, I don't think it gets overturned. I don't think it gets um, – I think it would just stand. I don't think it would be confirmed. Um, yeah. I do think that uh, B.J. Baylor ripped that ball out of the guy's hands, but mm-hmm. you can't tell for sure from the video – any of the video angles, you couldn't tell for sure. Yeah, no. One, one thing I would like to say on this game, though, and it's something that – um, I felt we had last year, and hopefully it continues. Because uh, I've seen it this year too. We never gave up. No, you know we were down substantially. Stanford was looking incredibly strong against us. Mm-hmm. Beavs, were, the the beavs, beavs were down twenty-one nothing at one point. Yeah, and 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 we never gave up, and and that was awesome. And yeah. I, you know, if they can continue that attitude, you know, we're going to start seeing more wins. No, I agree. And, so, and BJ, but I, I, think, I think this was a really good opportunity for well, a win. It sucks we lost it. Yeah, well, you know what bothers me is they the first half of this game, they played like crap. Second half, mm-hmm. they played pretty gosh dang good, right? Just, yeah. Just the opposite of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Great first half, crummy second half. Yeah. Um, and I, I see penalties, I see mis- and, and mental mistakes costing them the game. Not that the, mm-hmm. not that the other team is bigger, faster, stronger, better. It's – Beavs are, are, are aiding in their own demise. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at it, Beach, they've they are one and three, but two of those games, the Hawaii game and this game, they lost thirty one to twenty eight on light on you know, late field goals. Mm-hmm. And they're not that far away from being three and one. They're, and if you look at the improvement over last year, you know, the offense still looks pretty damn good, right? I like yeah. I like the way, especially, you know, Stanford's had a pretty stout run defense. How many how many yards did, did Pierce have for him? 140, 150 yards in that game. I, I think Oregon State out out uh, drove. Uh, oh, Oregon, Oregon State out, Oregon State outgained Stanford by 150 yards. Beef's yeah, had over, just Beef's had over 500 yards of offense. Stanford only had like 350. Yeah, during the first first half though, we couldn't get past the 30 yard line. No, well, that's another thing too. They had two balls, two punts that could have been fielded that they let go and were down at what, the five or two yard line? Mm-hmm. You know? And those were just some some poor poor decision making. So yeah. anyways, I, I just they need to clean some things up, but they're not that far away. You know? They're and the other thing they need to clean up defensively is third down defense. They're allowing their opponents to convert about 50% of their third down tries. And you're not mm-hmm. going to win games doing that. Especially when you've got teams in third and long. 
They're, mm-hmm. they're continually letting teams off the hook when they've got them stuck at third and long. And that's something they need to clean up quick. But if you yeah. look at, if you look at their rush defense, by far better than last year. Last year it was atrocious. And other mm-hmm. other than that, that they, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I felt they did a really nice job shutting down Stanford's run this, this week. Oh, they did great. You know, they stuffed, yeah. they and, stuffed Stanford. Yeah. And um, no. other than that. I don't know what changed, but pretty pretty darn impressive. Well, I, you know, they've got a lot of transfers in there. They've got a lot of transfers in there. I was going to look at this. The one guy that ran for him really, that ran on him really big was that Chubba Hubbard in that first game of the season. That kid from mm-hmm. um, Oklahoma State who's a sophomore. So mm-hmm. he has played in. He has played in like four games. Five games. So he's got five games. And other than the game against McNeese State, we only had eight rushes. He's rushed for 221, 256, 121, and 296 yards. In five games, he has 938 yards rushing. And wow. you know, so he's run on a lot of a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the Beavs have done pretty well, you know, holding their own against the rush. So anyways, they're not that far away. They need to put a couple things together and we're gonna get there. So anything else about this this game this week, Beach? Um Tailgater was good. I was gonna say, what about the tailgater? Tailgater was great, even though I Felt like crap, and I'm still trying to recover here. I feel a lot better than I did yesterday, but I'm still, my throat's kind of messed up. And everyone, they were asking me last night, oh, did you scream your voice out the game? I'm like, no, I'm sick. I hardly screamed at all. I didn't scream at all during the game. It was actually pretty dang quiet. Yeah, I, I screamed a little bit, but I always do. I, I always, uh, you, you know, and you, you, you can attest, I'm always the one screaming on special teams when nobody else does. Oh, no. I think I think the the biggest thing I did is yell uh, "Miss it, Noonan," at uh, Toner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. If anybody's ever in the stands and they hear a guy yell "Drop it," that would be me. Uh, if when the bees are punting. <laughs> yep. So, so. anyways, um, yeah, great tailgater. Went through a lot of sausage for Sausage Fest. I think it was great. Saw a lot of people out. Um, good donations in the donation jar, which is great because we've got an expensive tailgater coming up in a couple weeks with our tri-tip game of the year. Mm-hmm. So anything else to add about uh, Stanford Beach? Um, nothing on the Stanford, no. No, it, yep. was, it was a game. I just uh, want the Beavs to get together because right now they're 1-3 and three, and they are so easily could be 3-1. and one. So easily be 3-1. and one. So I still think there's, there's good things to come this season. Good things to come. All right, Beach, let's look at the Pac-12 and the polls after this week. Um, in the AP poll, Oregon has moved up to 13, Washington to 15, Utah 17. Oregon moves up, Oregon moves up and they don't even play. How ironic yeah. is that? Utah 17, Arizona State 20, and Cal, Colorado, and USC are in the others receiving votes category. And in the USA Today coaches poll, Oregon 13, Washington 16, Utah 17, and Cal, ASU, and Colorado are in the others receiving votes category. This uh, when when does Washington and Oregon play? That's going to be a big game since they're um, at the top of the um, top of the food chain at the moment. Here, um, they play. 
the nineteenth. So ten nineteen. So what is that? Three weeks. Sounds like it. Yeah, three weeks. So yeah, uh, looks like the Ducks play Cal this week. Play Cal, then Colorado, and then at Washington. Man, the Ducks have a lot of home games. Really. Eight home games. Wow, how'd they score? Well, because this is their year for five Pac-12 home games because Civil Wars played down there. Okay. And then two of their three, well, I guess they only have seven home games. One of them is Auburn, and that was at a neutral site. Okay. Still seven, seven home games, quite a bit. All right. All right, Beach, it's now time for our musical interlude of the uh, show mm-hmm. with our theme of the chart toppers of 1985. I'm going to see if you can get, guess this song, Beach. Okay. You're not going to guess it from the first part, but maybe by the second part. This song was written by Ailey Willis and Danny Sambello and was introduced um, on the 1983 album Breakout by this trio. Well, how's it a 1985 song if it was released in 1983? Uh-huh. So you heard the first part. So here we go, Beach. The song became a top 10 hit in 1985 because its success was augmented by being prominently featured on the soundtrack of the motion picture Beverly Hills Cop. Ooh. Now, this song was written in hopes of being placed on the soundtrack to the film Streets of Fire. Now, the writers of the song said, quote, We were told that there was a scene on a bus it was leaving town after there had been this nuclear holocaust and that a 50s doo-wop black group was going to be at the back of the bus that led the couple, that the lead couple was escaping on. And the one writer and I just met that day, I was very disinterested in songwriting at that point, and I'm writing with this kid who's never had a record before, and I just wanted him to get in and get out. He was a phenomenal keyboard player, and I just kept saying, play the most common-sounding, old-fashioned 50s black music bass line that you can think of. Now, Ailey Willis added that the lyric to the song was due to, quote, all the stuff going on in my life. She said, I don't want to take it anymore. I'll just stay here locked behind the door. Just no time to stop and get away because I work so hard to make it every day. Really a lyric about all these things falling apart in your life. And you know what? Just get it together and change your life. Now, according to Willis, while she was working on lyrics with Cimbello, she looked through the window and saw someone attempting to break into her car. While running outside to scare off the thief, Willis called out to Sambello, someone stole my brand new Chevrolet. And that line was included in the song. Do you know the song? I, 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 as soon as, as I um, hear the beat, I will. I mean, I'm trying to think of the name of the song. I'm, the, the, I mean, it's the main theme for uh, Beverly Hills Cop, correct? Well, it's 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 a, a song during a action sequence in the movie. I don't know if I'd say it's the main theme. That might be Axel F. You know the yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's not that. Nope, it's a different song. So, beats this song was prominently featured during a key car chase in Beverly Hills Cop. With um, action, the song proved musically and lyrically compatible. Um, now the, the writer of the song 
was witnessing her composition featured in the film, and she said it's, quote, mind-boggling on that line, someone stole my brand-new Chevrolet, the the cigarette truck that Tredi, that Eddie Murphy is locked up in the back of, screaming through the streets of Detroit, slams into the Chevrolet. And, quote, I'm just burning, doing the Neutron dance, which to me meant someone could... sisters. Yep. Which meant someone could push me, push the button tomorrow, and we could all go up and smoke. So make your change now. On that line, a car explodes. I mean, I could have couldn't have written it better. Song for a movie scene if I, my life depended on it. Now, so originally, Beach, the producers didn't want to use the movie, or didn't want to use the song in the in the movie, and they asked another guy to write a mm-hmm. song, and he watched the song cut to the movie, and he goes, "No, this is a one in a million song. You need to use it." And of course, it became a great big hit. Wow! Yeah, yeah. The Pointer Sisters kind of had a few years there where they were pretty popular, and then they just kind of faded out. Yeah. Well, they've been popular in the seventies because they were a Motown. Okay, group. were they? Yeah. A, they were seventies. They yeah. were originally a seventies band. Yeah. Okay. So, with that, from the what was what was the name of the album? Breakout, and the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Here are the Pointer Sisters with Neutron Dance.
I love that song, Beach. It's just a good dancey song. The bass line to that song is just great. I, I can understand, though, how you, it's, you, you wouldn't expect it to be used for a car chase. Yeah. yeah but it works it perfectly in that scene. Yeah. So, you know, and the Beverly Hills Cop movies were great. I, I enjoyed, uh, especially the first, what, two? Oh, yeah, the first two are great. The third one in the theme park, eh, not so much. The best part it's of, cheesy, but not bad. The best part about the third one is it's set at the theme park. Is it, what is the name of it? What's the name of the theme park in the third one? I can't remember. I want to say Wally World, but it's not Wally World. But isn't the guy that owns the park first name Wally? Might be. I think it is. Let me see. The best part about it is that 1994. Is that when that came out? It was 94? Yeah. So Wonder World was the name of the park. And wasn't his name? I'm impressed you can even find it because I would just think that's kind oh. of an obscure. So it's um, Uncle Dave Thornton played by Alan Young. Okay. Now, who's yeah, Alan Young? I don't know who Alan Young is. Well, he's known to a lot of people as uh, Wilbur from Mr. Oh. Ed. From Mr. Ed. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, why is he known to Disney fans? You probably don't, don't know this. I don't know this fact, Billy. Do tell. Because up until his death, which was only a few years ago, 2016, he was the one and only voice of Scrooge McDuck. Oh. Did you know that? I think I remember hearing that somewhere, but it's been a long time, so it's, it's faded away from memory. I'm, I'm kind of fooled up in my brain, and so certain things leak every now and then. Huh. Well, one of the great things about that movie is there is a cameo in that movie by Bob Sherman of the famed Sherman Brothers songwriting team. Yes, there is. They're yeah. in the bar. He's sitting in the bar at the, at the yes, bar. watching him in the bar and going, dude, that was one of the Sherman Brothers. Yeah. Yep. So in the, the Sherman Brothers, another Disney connection. They wrote uh, It's a Small World, the Tiki Room song, all the a lot of the music for Mary Poppins. So that's what people would know the Sherman Brothers from. But yeah, anyways, we can always bring it back, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Alan Young, voice of Scrooge McDuck. Crazy. All right, Beach. So anyways, love that song. All right, let's get on to this week's Pac-12 schedule, week number six. This week, no games on Friday. We only have four games all on Saturday, October 5th. Okay. So first up, Beach, Arizona at Colorado. Arizona? And Colorado. Colorado's coming off a bye week, aren't they? Yep. I'm going to go with Colorado. Okay, you're going with Colorado. I, too, am going with Colorado. I've got Kyle's email here, which he sent quite a while ago. He said, I only got one game last week. I suck. Only four games this week? I give up thinking I know anything. This week, the team with the most letters wins. Arizona, Colorado. Colorado has more letters. Colorado. Oh, Kyle. Uh, next up, Beach, Cal at Oregon. Cal at Oregon. <laughs> hmm. Well, we're going to go with uh, – so So does he go by Cal, University of California, or does California versus Oregon? 
And I'm guessing he's going to go with California. So I'm going to go with Oregon. I'm going to go with Oregon. I too am even going though, with. Even though they're a bunch of freaking cheaters and whores. <laughs> Kyle says California has more letters than Oregon, but cheaters and whores has even more letters. Cheaters and whores <laughs> wins. <laughs> That's awesome. That was perfect. I too am going with Oregon. All right, Beach, up next, Washington versus Stanford. Oh, uh, I think, honestly, um, I think Washington right now is the best team in the Pac-12. So I'm going to go with Washington. I too am taking Washington. Kyle says, so by now it's probably occurring to you that I do not define if I'm using the full names of these institutions. <laughs> Stanford is officially Leland Stanford Junior University. That's 30 letters. This versus University of Washington is 22. Them smarty pants there at Stanford will tell you that there are clearly more letters in the name of their university. I'm bound by my own rules to choose them to win. Whatever, nerds. Washington wins. <laughs> All right, Beach, and the last game of the week, Oregon State at UCLA. Who are you taking? Okay. Um, so, essentially, it's the Beavers versus, versus Bitch Tits, right? Correct. So, um, it's, it's pretty obvious to me the Beavers are going to take this one. And I do believe it's going to be a routing. Okay. I'm going to tell you right there. This is, it's, it's, we are going to dominate in all four quarters. And, uh, yeah, it'll be good times. Noodle salad. I too am taking the beeves. Kyle says, even with counting the silent F at the beginning of UCLA. You get that? Mm hmm. F UCLA. Oregon State has more letters than UCLA. Beavs finally win at the Rose Bowl because Chip Kelly. <laughs> so there you go. We're all, we're all like, you know, Kyle and I are channeling each other this well, week. You know what? There is going to be no movement because we all took the exact same thing this week, which is mm -hmm. fine. It's what happens. So after last week, Beach, you and I are tied at 29 out of 45. Kyle is falling further behind at 25 out of 45. You know, but really he's not that far out of it. We still got quite a few weeks left. So, but there ain't going to be any change this week. Not this week, no. All right, so, Beach. It'll, it'll be interesting since we all pick the same. It'll be interesting to see how we do. Would it be funny if we go all go straight down the line? Yeah, it'd be awesome if we were perfect. I hope we're perfect because what, well, uh, Oregon, cheaters and whores. I, I, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong on one, I hope it's the Cal Oregon. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 128 of Illegal Participation. I hope my sick voice hasn't uh, disturbed anybody. But you didn't know how many times I've hit my mute button so I can cough. Really? Oh, yeah. It's a number of times. I don't know if they – I mean, they know you're a sick bastard. I don't didn't now, know if they were – that you're actually a sick person. Now if I can just get you to hit mute when you yawn. I only yawned once tonight. <laughs> if you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there are a few ways to get in touch with us. HeinrichTailgaterGmail.com, at HeinrichTailgater on Twitter, HeinrichTailgater on Facebook. Remember, listen and subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a rating and review, listen to us on your iPhone or Android device with the Stitcher Radio app or any podcast podcast catcher that you have. Beach. Billy. 
Thanks for being here. It's been a fun one. Next week will be show number 129 and getting ready for the uh, Utah game and Mm -hmm. recapping, hopefully, a win in the Rose Bowl this week. I was really, you know, losing that game. I was really hope every year I hope the goal is always the Roses. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, we're not out of it yet. Losing our first Pac-12 game is going to make it difficult. It will. So, I was hoping to hold out that, 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 that golden ticket hope for, for just a little bit longer. Stanford just needs to lose one more and the Beast can still control the investment. Okay, that's the dream. That's the dream. Right? Okay. All right. Well, until next week, here's a great big Go Bees. Is it me or is it you? It's me. Is it Memorex? What? I can't hear you. Why can't I hear you? It's because you're not on speaker. Can no. you hear me now? No, I can hear you. Okay, hold on. Let me um, let me get a little bit more comfortable, right? Give me just a couple minutes. Okay. Or give me like a couple seconds, right? Okay.
What was that? What are you doing? It's sitting here at my computer, waiting for you to call. Hold on, what's that? Okay, how, talk again, because I'm having trouble hearing you. Am I coming in clear? No, you sound like speaker. Do Hold I? Hold on. Hold on. L looks like I'm in. Am I not coming in through my microphone? What can was you that? hear me now? Yeah, I can hear no. you. How do I sound? Yeah, now we're good. We're good. Okay. I, I had you on speaker, so it was weird. Okay, I'm like, I don't think so. All my stuff looks good.